Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast presented by Freedom Life Church. We hope you find today's message uplifting and encouraging as we dive into God's Word together. If you need any information about our church or this message, please go to wearefreedomlife.com. Now let's get right into it. Thank you so much for that. There's so many great things happening on the calendar. We got we got together as a team last week and um, put together a lot of 2024, what that's going to look like. We got some great things. We're praying God will bless. Amen. Who's ready to get into the word here today? Awesome. Well, I thought last week we I, I talked a little bit about living in alignment, living in alignment and I'm going to continue a little bit on that thought. It's kind of like a part two to our situation. But I want to kind of start off with, uh, if the media team will follow me here for a moment. Uh, How many ever bought a new printer? Anybody ever bought a new printer? Some of you dread that printer when you buy a new one because you're like, I got to install it. Then I got to remember what kind of ink because, I, you know, ink's the worst, right? How many of you realize? Like trying to figure out the ink and then not only that's really expensive, but one of the things you got to do when you get a new printer is that when you plug it in, you get it hooked up to your Wi-Fi, and you got kind of everything running, uh, you got the whole thing situated. One of the things it asks you to do is it prints out a test page, and it sometimes when you got a, one of the scanning whatnot, you got to kind of lay it on the scanning bed, and, and it says hit copy or whatever, hit the button. And what it does is it takes this brand new printer that, you know what, you don't have to do that, but... When you start to print, if you don't do that, when you print out an image, the lines won't line up. And so you got to do what's called a collaboration, right? You need to get your, get your, uh, your printer collaborated. And so what it does, it just makes sure everything's aligned straight. And uh, if you don't do that, you can have a really nice looking printer. And this is a nice looking printer. Nice little looking printer here. It prints really well. Uh, um, and, and so I have this printer here and it could look nice. It could have brand new ink, a, a, a brand new, uh, plug in the back. Good to go. Good software updated and everything. But if it's not aligned, when you send it to print, it's going to print wrong. It's going to print off because you did not do the necessary. Hello. You didn't do the necessary test and get it through the proper alignment in order for it to function the way the manufacturer said it's supposed to function. Now, I don't know if you know this, but you were created by a creator who manufactured you to be the only version of you on planet Earth. Some of you are like, you're telling me what I already know, Pastor? I'm one of a kind. Right? And some of you go, you don't even know the half of it. But this, and no matter how great this printer is, it will never function the way the manufacturer wanted to unless you go through the proper procedure that it has told you to go through. There is a process to perfection to be able to print a picture or an image the way this was intended 
to be. So today, what I want to tell you is, no matter where you place this printer, you could place it back here, you could place it over there. It does not matter where it's at. It's going to print the way you set it to print. The way you aligned it, the way you collaborated it. You could put it under a shelf, over the shelf. You could cover it. You could change the paper. But that doesn't change what's happening on the inside. It'll print the way it prints because that's the way you have allowed it to be. I think many of us in our lives, we've allowed ourselves to be a certain way. We allowed ourselves to operate in a specific way. And then we ask God, why am I operating this way? And God is saying, I have asked you to be in alignment with me, but you choose to be in alignment with the world. You've chosen to be in alignment with the world. And why, why are my prayers off-centered? Why, are my, why, why do I, my life seems like it's out of side of the lines? Why do I don't feel like I fit in? I'm telling you, you fit in the house of God. You fit into the church. You fit into God's kingdom. It's just a matter of alignment. Come on, somebody. It's a matter of alignment. It really is. And so when I'm talking about living in alignment and I'm talking about lining up our lives so that we can be in the middle of God's will, what I'm saying to you is that the Spirit of God is allowing you and wanting you to operate from a place of praise and worship, not self-indulgence. Because we can be very self-centered individuals. We can be very internally focused and not spiritually focused. It's so easy to be that way. How many would agree with me on that? And it's, it's just, it actually comes naturally to all of us. When I'm aligned apart from him with the world, I'm operating from a place of either pride or fear or anxiety. And that could cause us to quickly spiral downward. And it, the worst part about spiraling downward is when you don't know why you're spiraling downward. It's the hardest part of the whole thing is when you are going downward and you don't exactly know why. Isn't that frustrating? You know, it's easy to make a mistake Pay for that mistake and know why you, why you did it and what happened. You can deal with that a little better, right? Consequences. How many know there's consequences? See, God may forgive you, but that doesn't mean that there's, there's not going to be any consequences. I think the world sees that differently. I think we often do that, and that, and that happens sometimes even in, the, in our household. But, but that, I said, I'm sorry. Like, everything should be fine now. Like, well, no. You still did something wrong, and you, you have to deal with the consequences there. But what I'm asking of you today is that you would move from self-indulgence that actually leads us to fatigue. How many know that you can get really, really tired when you're so prepped to make everybody feel like you are something you're not? It is exhausting. But if you can come to God and say, Lord... 
in 2023, I didn't live in alignment, but in 2024, I want to live aligned by you. What does that mean? I'm focused and I'm watching the king. Come on, somebody. I'm watching the king and what he wants me to do matters to me. So I set my priorities in accordance to the king. So am I in alignment? Is my life in alignment? Well, Proverbs tells us something, if you would. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Move this over a bit. I don't want to run into it. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Some of you know this verse by heart. It's memorized. Some of you are like, oh, Pastor, I could have told you what that is. I'm so spiritual. I'm so in alignment right now, God. But for the rest of us that need to, re to be reminded of this morning, that we should trust in the Lord, let's look at Proverbs chapter 3 as our kind of our base text here today. So it tells us this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. If you feel comfortable doing so, maybe you want to circle, underline, or something. All your heart, because God is looking for all of you or none of you. All or nothing. He's not looking for half-hearted. He said that very clearly, especially in the, in the God is not looking for someone that's living lukewarm because he'll spew you out of his mouth. Right? So he doesn't want lukewarm. He doesn't want half of you. He wants all of you. And so trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. And in all your ways, know him. I like that. In all your ways, know him. I've memorized it as in all your ways, acknowledge him. But I like this version as well where it says in all your ways, know him and he will make your paths straight, straight. So here's a simply put, simply put is like this. Alignment with God means I'm leaning into him for all matters of life. Now we talked about, we're defining aligning versus striving. Remember that we talked about that last week? For those of you that were not here last week or, you know, which is a lot of you because it was a snow kind of situation, but you might want to watch that one back. There's a lot of setup for this text here this morning in this aligning versus striving. Striving means I'm leaning away from God and in all my, in all my own strength is the force of it, right? That I'm the, I am my own source. So oftentimes I strive for this and I strive for that. Now, that, does that mean, Pastor Tony, are you saying we shouldn't strive for anything? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you live your life in alignment with God, you rely on his strength. If you just strive without God, you just rely on your own strength. There's a big difference there. There's a big difference there. You with me? And so Galatians tells us this. And again, since we live by the Spirit, that is the alignment. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. So if you live in the Spirit, what does that mean? Does that mean I got to walk around, you know, like everywhere I walk? Like, no. Walking and living in the Spirit means I'm consciously aware. And, and, and whenever I walk into a room, whenever I face adversity, whenever somebody talks badly about me, hello? I'm going to get right into the, the, the crux of this. Whenever somebody says something about me, or whenever somebody 
asked me to do something that's inappropriate or, or, or it's put me in a position or I'm walking in alignment with God. I can't be there. I can't be a part of that. I walk in the spirit and I step in the spirit. And because of that, I don't gratify the lust of the flesh. Because the flesh is after striving to get everything it can. Just watch one. Just watch 10 minutes of one show that has to do with an award ceremony for Hollywood celebrities or musicians. And you see very quickly that it's about their image. In fact, they don't even hide it. You go, you watch any award show, you watch any red carpet, watch any red carpet. You know what they say? They don't, they don't necessarily ask you what you're wearing because they can see what you're wearing or the lack thereof. What they really ask, come on somebody, who's with me? Who are you wearing? Why? Because their, their creation bears their image. Guess what? So do you. You bear the image of God. So when someone does something wrong and you want to confront them, why don't you say, um, <clears throat> brother, sister, who are you wearing? Come on. I'm going to just tell you like it is. If you want sugar coating, go to Dunkin' Donuts. You're not going to get it today. I'm telling you right now. No, no, I'm telling you right now. Listen. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes you got to hear the truth. Walking in the spirit, who are you wearing? What are you covered in? What are you allowing yourself to be identified with? Who are you connected with? My wife and I, yesterday, we went to a, a particular place to shop. And I love, listen, I love me some, I'm not going to lie, I love me some TJ Maxx or something like that. I'm not going to, no, let me tell you why. Because you get these name brands for like 33% of the original cost. Like, come on somebody. But I have a problem and I'm going to share what that problem is. Okay, I love the place, but I got, I'm very selective as to what I buy there because some of these people like, boom, they put their name across their sweaters. Hello? And they got, and I have a problem with wearing somebody's name because at any point in time they could do something crazy and all of a sudden I'm wearing that shirt. And you're like, oh, geez, oh. That company or somebody represents, somebody went woke or something like that. Hello, you with me? So, 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 so all of a sudden somebody's name is no longer, so... I, for years, I wouldn't wear uh, a certain brand because of, you know, something tied to that, right? And so you, if you believe that that's the case, I got to be careful what I support. Because there's some people like, boycott this. and boy If we boycott everything, we won't be anywhere. We'll just be in here making our own clothes. <laughs> Crushing our own beans imported from our own missions organization. Hello? We can't boycott. Hello? We can't boycott everything. But there's some that my wife and I and my family have decided we're going to stay away from. We're not going to give them our money because they stand for something that I don't agree with. Listen, I'm not going to go into the detail because every company has something you may not agree with. If we do that, we will never buy or do anything, which could save a lot of money, I promise you. 
But what are you connected to? What are you connected with? Because that is identif- you're identifying with that. And so in this, in this reality of living in alignment with God, sometimes we have to draw strength on the reliance upon his power in our lives. So allow me, if you would, I want to give you some words and phrases to help kind of put you in a, in a moment where how do I... How do I live in alignment? So, so here's a few thoughts. If you're taking notes, write a few of these down. I got four of them, real simply. It's going to be about 40 minutes a point. So let's just go with this. I'm waiting to see who's in for the long haul, right? No, I'm serious. But, but, but here. So here's a few thoughts. So here's a few thoughts. Number one, live in your sweet spot. Now, listen. I, I played baseball when I was a kid, and... One of the things I learned about the sweet spot is on a bat, there's oftentimes a sweet spot. A spot on that bat that if you could hit it on that spot of the bat, the ball's going to go. You with me? Uh, some of you that don't like anal- sports analogies, I'm sorry, I'm, but, but this is what I got right now, all right? Sometimes when, we're, when, we, uh, when we, forget, we forget that God has set us up to live in our sweet spot. In order for us to live in alignment, he has set up a sweet spot for you that will cause you and your life to impact and go further than it would ever do by itself. Now, you say, what is, it, what is a sweet spot? How could that be? It's all wood, you know, if it's a wooden bat. It's all metal if it's a metal bat. No, there are parts of the bat that if you hit it there, for, the, for instance, if you're batting and you hit it off the end of the bat, it's going to trickle this way. Right, You hit it off the end of the bat, it's going to trickle that way. If you hit it and you get jammed up on the inside, you, the ball might just drop like this way, and you got to take off running to try to make it to first base as a baseball player. But if you, if you, if you get a bat and you, there's, a, there's a window on that bat, and that is what's called a sweet spot. When they design it, they design it with a sweet spot. And if you hit it on that particular place, that ball will go the way the designer called it to go. It will go further than you as a user ever imagined because of the sweet spot. Ephesians 5.12, or excuse me, Ephesians 5.10 says, find out what pleases the Lord. Find out in your life, what is the sweet spot? Where do I operate to allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through me so that I can be used to the best of my abilities? Isn't that good? I think all of us need to realize what our sweet spot is. We must then commit ourselves to that, putting these things into practice and remaining grateful by the grace of God Lord, thank you for the sweet spot you'd allow me to live in. Number one, live in your sweet spot. Number two, build up traction. Build up traction. So here's what I'm saying. The decisions about bearing fruit, we talked about fruit this past year a lot. But your persistence to discipline over time, the little things, sometimes we can feel like the little things don't matter. Like my brother John so beautifully put earlier, we often feel like maybe a dollar doesn't matter in the giving. Or I just serve in this capacity 
at the church or I just do this. Can I tell you something? There's no such thing as I just do this. Everybody has a place. Everybody has a part. Right? And so what I'm saying is build up traction. Start to do the little things that you may think don't matter, but they help. And so what happens is you'll start to see that you're part of a big train. Hello? You know what holds oftentimes a trailer to a big truck? A ball and a piece of metal connecting that ball. Right? Think about it for a moment. It, 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 it's only a ball that's holding it together. And there's a, obviously a thing that's holding the ball. But the ball, if that snaps, everything's off the hello. There's a lot of problems that could happen. Right? But it's just Sometimes you are just that piece that is necessary. I, don't, I would never say that that's not important. That's all part of the big picture. So what you want to do is stop thinking that, what, that one prayer or that one week or that one time that you're doing or, you know what, I've only been praying for five days and I really haven't seen. You're building up traction to see God do something in your life. What you're doing is you're sowing little, you're sowing seeds, little or not. They good little seeds, they big seeds. What you're doing is you're you're sowing seeds. That's what I mean when I say build up traction. What I'm really saying is that's a real practical term for continue to sow seeds. I'm just putting it in real layman's terms so that we can understand how we're supposed to live our lives in alignment. See, I'm, I'm a real simple thinker, a simple man, and so a lot of times I, I'm, I'm thinking in real practical form. So I'm trying to give you something to tell you that if you start doing the little things, the big things will come into play. Because it's a series of doing a lot of little things consistently, right? Some people say practice makes perfect. No, practice, you know what it really does? Practice makes permanent. Practice doesn't just make perfect because we'll never be perfect, but practice makes permanent. If you allow yourself to practice godliness, faithfulness, self-control, love, and all the things that God has called us to do on a daily basis, you start practicing those things. Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Allow yourself the opportunity for godliness to be a permanent part of your life, not just a stop a stop place on Sundays. Psalm 40, verse 1 and 2, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on the rock and gave me a firm place to stand. You know what that means? He saved me, so I'm going to give him, whether it's a little or whatever the time I need to give him, I need to give it to him. But what I do, I give it all. I give myself all. We normally meet for about two hours on Sunday. You know there's a lot of hours left in the week. Are you living for him those other hours too? Because that's going to matter. You're not going to get any traction if you just sow on Sunday. There's no traction. The other week when it rained, um, excuse me, the other day when it, when it snowed, and we only had two spots in our driveway for our cars, my wife and I. And then I told my son, I said, when you park, park with the two left wheels on the, the alleyway so that 
when it snows, because we were expecting the snow, when it snows, you have a way that your, well, your tires can have. Because we expected that. We understood it was coming. Who's with me? Follow the spiritual dynamic here. We knew it was coming, so we prepared appropriately. Stop thinking that trials are not coming. Start preparing for it by praying. Stop waiting till something goes wrong to know how to fight that. God is bigger than that, and he knows more than that, and he's, he's able to equip further than you could imagine. But you can't do that unless you listen for him. You don't, you don't walk in the spirit. Don't expect answers when you're not even listening for the answers. And you can't even identify the questions. Some of us want answers, but if I was to ask you what the question is, you don't know. You don't know where the problem is. So what you, what you need to do is ask God to help you see what is down the pike. Lord, help me to see early and often what it is that I'm about to face. And sometimes he'll reveal to you what that is. But the only way you could do that is to wait patiently on the Lord and let him be your source. Amen? And that will give you traction. Psalm 94, 18. That when his slip, uh, his foot slipped, he discovered God as his support. You, you with me? When your foot slips, sometimes when something goes wrong, you realize he's your support. I love how the psalmist said that. When you slip, you realize God is your support. Proverbs 3.26 says that God will be at my side and keep my foot from being ensnared. Walking in alignment. God will protect you from your foot being ensnared. My faithfulness is key to finding traction in God, for sure. But don't forget about God and how he is the one that hears our cries of mercy and delivers us. It's his perspective, amen? Number three, two more. Work your wheelhouse. Say it with me, work your wheelhouse. Why? What does that mean? The gifts of God in your wheelhouse I was just talking to a brother this morning. That says, Let's find our wheelhouse. Let's find where it is that we fit. The gifts of God have given us a wonderful opportunity and a wonderful position to help bless the body. And I said this, I think I said this last week. I might have said it another time, but I'm going to say it again this morning. Your gifts are not for you. Think about it. What are the gifts of the Spirit? Right? Look at all the gifts of spirit, the, the gifts of the spirit, that prophecy. That's not for you. How many have ever prophetically spoke over yourself? Well, you should speak great things over yourself. That's good. But most of the time, the spirit of prophecy, when it comes upon you, is for somebody else. How many ever taught yourself? Well, I, a little bit. But most of the time, you're not sitting there in your own classroom by yourself teaching yourself. What God is trying to tell us is that we need each other and you need to operate in your wheelhouse. Operate in your wheelhouse. Find that gift that God has called you to and start executing that gift on a week, weekly basis. Amen? Because there's wonderful gifts. Word of knowledge. All these gifts that God has put in the, in the, in the scriptures for us to walk in, they're for the body, they're for others. Hello? To bless our, our brothers and our sisters. Um, I told my team this week, 
I never felt like pastoring is a job. I always felt like it's a calling. It's a passion. People that live here often describe this people in their, quote, element. You ever met somebody that you're like, that person was born to do that? Like, you ever watch somebody, that I've seen these things on uh, Instagram and sometimes on social media, somebody will paint something, and you're like, what is that mess? What are they doing? They paint it, and they're so passionate, and then they turn it upside down, and it's an unbelievable image. Like, I saw somebody do that before. They painted this image. I'm like, what is that? I don't even know what I'm looking at. And then they flipped it upside. It's a, it's a picture of Jesus and the crown of thorns. And, then, and the blood was coming down. And, and I'm just like, oh, I didn't see it, right? I didn't see it. Why? Because that person has a gift to see it in a way. And they were able to paint it in such a way. What? A, and you look at that person, you go, that person's gifted. That person's in there. That person is working there. Wheelhouse, right? Some of you are like, what is he saying? Watermelon? I don't know what he just said. What? what? He's working the watermelon. Yes. That's not in my notes. No, he's working the wheelhouse. He's understanding his. And you look at that and you go, wow, that's amazing. Why? Because they're working their wheelhouse. Have you worked your wheelhouse? If you haven't, guess what? 2024. It's time to work our wheelhouse. It's time to walk in alignment. Listen, new year. That's great. We got a new year. New printer. Good to go. But let's collaborate. Come on, somebody. Let's get ourselves in alignment with the word of God, with the spirit of God, the gifts of God, the move of God, the revival of the spirit, the move of the spirit. Let's start realizing that you are more than just a pound of flesh, pounding the earth, trying to figure out how to... Listen, all I know about myself is I'm supposed to just live and die and breathe. And No, you are more than that. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than anything you ever imagined. God has called you for a time like this to realize that when we walk in alignment with the Holy Spirit, you are amazing because he created you that way. Work that wheelhouse. Work your wheelhouse. Find out what God has called you to do. I love how Paul states, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good services. No, no, no. Yeah, we're supposed to have great services. Well, I believe that we do. I believe we have wonderful services. But guess what? That's not the picture of God. We're just reflecting God. What God is really looking for us is whatever we learn in here. Everyone look at me right here. Look at me. Whatever we learn in this place, if we don't walk out and do it, this is just a show. I don't want to be a part of that. I'll resign before I allow us to become Ringling Brothers and Barlin and Berry Church. It's not about entertainment. It's about the gifts of the Spirit operating through believers to allow this place to be a place of healing. To so this place. It's a, it's a place of healing and hope and everyone is welcome. We want you to come just as you are. 
but God loves you too much to keep you that way. He loves you too much to keep you that way. Number four, and I'll almost close. Guard the main thing. What am I saying? We live intentional, not hurried lives. Here's what I'm saying. You ever, you ever talk to someone and you know they're not paying attention to you? Don't look at your neighbor. Look up here. I don't want you to mess up your marriage. Listen to me right here. Look at me. Come on. Listen, listen to Ignacio. I'm telling you right now that there is a point in our lives that we have to be intentional. And we have to be focused. If you're going to pray, set yourself to pray. If you're going to worship, set yourself up to worship. If you're going to be intentional about your faith, be intentional about your faith. If you're not, be honest with yourself. Go to a brother and a sister and say, I am not keeping the main thing. I'm not focused on the main thing. We often don't live intentional lives. We live hurried lives. We want Jesus to do it now. We want him to do it early and often. Okay, Jesus, we come to the altar. Media team, follow me. Follow me because I'm coming off the stage. I'm breaking protocol. Here we go. We come to the church and we go, Lord, you got two and a half minutes because I got the crock pot on, Jesus. It's crock pot Sunday. Here we go. As opposed to Crackpot Saturday, you know, when things are going crazy, I'm just all over the place. It, you know, Crockpot Sunday, Jesus, you got about, well, you know, you got two minutes and 15 seconds, Holy Spirit, do what you got to do. Microwave, nuke me, Jesus, nuke me. Nuke. Some of y'all think you can, you can do with God like you do with your microwave, like you just hit the Holy Spirit button. Okay, baptized, that's good. What's this? Oh, good. I'm delivered. I'll take that. Two minutes. Y'all laughing, but you know there's a little bit of conviction. You can cover it up if you want by being quiet or laughing. It doesn't matter. We've all been there. Well, we said, okay, God, here we go. I've been through this. You got only a certain amount of time. Do what you got to get me. Get me? Or you're praying for somebody. Get them. Get them? Whatever that looks like, <laughs> you laugh and say, get them, God. Get them. They need it. I've seen them. I've seen the Instagram. Get them. They're not focused. They don't know the main thing. Get them, God. Get them good, too, because I've seen them. We live hurried lives. My wife said it beautifully earlier. Don't be afraid of being quiet. Sometimes we need quiet. Doesn't mean that something prophetic has to happen. Because Pentecostals are like that sometimes. We just, we, it's quiet. Oh, that means that's supposed to be a word. Yeah, maybe that word isn't you. Just let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. You with me? It's not always a word for, for the body. Sometimes it's God needs to speak to you. 
right? Don't be anxious for anything, Philippians chapter 4. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present. Present your request to God. Here it is, God. I have a list of requests. I have a series of things. God, I'm going to lay at your feet intentionally. I need you to interact with me. Show me how I'm supposed to act. But we leave this at your feet. Present your request to God. The fruit of our fellowship with God is very important. John tells us in John 17, I pray that they may be one just as I am with you and you are with me. And in fact, if you look at the translation, it says, just as I am in you and you are in me. It's not just God, when Jesus was praying this prayer, it wasn't just that God was working with him, but he was working in him. And we have to realize that God wants to work in you, not just on you, some of the surface things. Because we often feel like God wants to work on me, my appearance, my look, the way I am to people. You with me? But I think God is more concerned of what he wants to work in you. He wants to stir some things so that when you operate, you operate in accordance to his plan because it's coming from the inside. You know every decision you make comes from the inside first? What you, Your theology makes helps shape your decisions. You know that, right? What you believe about God helps shape your decisions. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll shape your vote in November. Your theology, it will shape your vote in November. I hope it does. Oh, pastor, politics don't belong in the pulpit. No, everything that has to do with our belief belongs in the pulpit. And some of that spills over into stuff. And it's not that we are involved in politics. The politics has been involved in religion a long time. They have their own religion. We just have to identify what's fake and what's real. And as believers, we have to know that we have to be involved. And your theology affects that too. Your theology affects how you spend your money, where you spend your time. Hello? Where you spend your time. And if it's so much easier for you to spend time in ungodly places, but hard for you to get here by 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, I'm going to tell you like it is. I told you I wasn't going to sugarcoat everything. Listen, if you could get to work on time, you could get to church on time. If you could get to church on 11 a.m., you could get here to prayer meeting. 10 a.m., 11 a.m., whatever time we're having our services, whatever time we're having our meetings, whatever time things are happening, we need to be on time. Because God is respected that way and should be intentional. Because in him we live and move and have our being. He is a priority to me. Yes? So walking in alignment with scripture means one last thing. And I'm going to put that last slide up here. Walking in alignment means this. If you want to take a snapshot, it's long. You don't want to write this down right now. I don't think you have the time. But walking in alignment with the spirit means this. Living from a place of God's power with God's peace. 
as I fulfill God's purposes for my life. I fulfill these purposes with the right perspective at the right pace with God's people. And in this journey, I'm not ashamed to be a a work in progress who's willing to practice godliness in order to bring more glory to God. I know it's a long statement. It's not something I expect you to memorize. But I understand this. Living from a place of God's power is the beginning. We oftentimes live in a place of self and self-indulgence that has to end this year. You with me? That has to end this year. It's not about the new. Oh, it's a new year, new start. That's great, but are you aligned? You could have the new everything. New computer. Listen, guess what? If you get a new computer, guess how this is going to print? Same way. Who's with me so far? This is going to print the same way. Because this itself needs to be collaborated properly. I should say collaborated properly. It has to be set up. Calibrated. 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 I got so many words in my head. It's not new to me to make up new words and stuff like that. As long as you get it, yeah. Calibrated. It has to be aligned. It has to be set up. Because no matter, again, no matter how great the printer is, it's a matter. So you're saying it's a new year. Guess what? God doesn't have a calendar. The new year is whenever you want it to be the new year. We have set up this idea that, oh, it's new year. By, by week two, we're like, oh, I'm struggling again. Guess what? Heaven doesn't have a calendar. Every day could be a new fresh start. Every time you get in God's presence could be a fresh start. So today, some of you are like, you know, it may not be the new year, but I want to get a fresh start today. I want to be aligned with the Holy Spirit. Who wants to be aligned with God and what he wants to do with us? Amen. I'm so glad to see it. And those of you that didn't want to raise your hand, you're like, that's okay. I'm hoping that at some point in your life, you can get aligned with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you so much for the Holy Spirit's nudging in this direction. I pray today that each of us would have an alignment with you. Lord, that each of us would live in our sweet spot, oh God. That, Lord, we would put ourselves in a place where we are allowed to do everything you called us and manufactured us to do. Lord, you you made us, you shaped us, you created us to do good works in Christ Jesus. So I pray today for everyone at the sound of my voice that they will live in their sweet spot. Come on, if you want to live in a sweet spot, just lift up your hands right now. Say, God, I want to live in my sweet spot. Father, I pray that these individuals that lifted their hands will not just live in their sweet spot, but they would build up traction by, by continuously being faithful in the little things so you give them charge over much. Lord, I pray that these individuals lifting their hands would work their wheelhouse, that the gifts would be poured out to them. Showing them how to operate. Showing them how to walk in their element. Showing them that they're God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus. 
Lord, may they do in advance what you've called them to do. And Lord, absolutely, positively guard them and help them to stay focused on the main thing. Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus, pour out from heaven a blessing upon these families and individuals that they may walk and talk and operate the way you call them to do it. In Jesus' name, help us. Come on, take 30 seconds right now and say, Jesus, help me to be aligned with you. I don't want to strive in myself. You said to lean not on my own understanding, but Lord, our mind and our understanding uh, has to be heaven-focused. So help me to be heaven-focused and aligned with you. Lord, I thank you that you've called us for such a time as this. In Jesus' name. Align us, we pray. Stand with me all across this room. If you can, if you're able to stand with me, would you stand? How many are grateful that God has given you a main thing? You know, there's people that walk around aimlessly with no purpose or hope or reason. You realize that? Do you know how important purpose is? It's very important that we have purpose. He has loved you so much that he called you and equipped you with a purpose so that you don't walk around aimlessly. God wants to print something with your life. God wants to print his glory through your printer, through your life. He wants to print somebody else's salvation. Their name is going to come through your printer. Who are you believing for God to use you so that their name will be printed into the Lamb's book of life? I know the scripture says written in the Lamb's book of life, but it is 2024 and I can kind of work that a little bit. But God wants to print something through you because it's a new year and a new you. But what is coming out of you? Are you aligned? Decide today, I'm going to live in alignment with God. I'm going to stop striving on my own. Trust him for that. Amen. My prayer for you is that you would live this week guilt-free from the past because that printer is gone. This is my new printer, everybody. This is my printer. It sits right by my desk. And I got rid of the old printer. This one prints beautifully. It prints nice. And guess what? I'm not thinking about the old printer when I start printing on this. Nor should you think about your old life. You have a new life that, that's set by Christ Jesus. Decide to focus on that and let him collaborate with you as you have calibrated with him. Come on. I put that together. Amen. <laughs> he wants to collaborate with you. He wants to work with you. But he also wants you to be aligned to him. And I pray this week God will align himself and he make himself available so you can align with him. Amen. Listen, this week when you go about your week, make sure that you do these three things, that you love God, love people, and change the world. God bless you guys. Have a great, great week.